0: Hey, Margaret. Yeah, Anton? You know what people don't talk about enough? What? The fact that at the very top of the flashback to Wilhelm's scandalous fight, we hear a stranger shout at him, asking to take a picture. Welcome to People Don't Talk About Young Royals. I'm Anton. My pronouns are he, they. I'm Margaret. My pronouns are they, them. And we're people here to discuss the show our friends are sick of hearing us talk about. If that
1: sounds like you, stick around. If your friend sent you this podcast out of a desperate attempt to get you to watch Young Royals, take this as a sign.
0: Go watch Young Royals, then come back to this podcast. Anton, what are we talking about today? Today, we will be having a character discussion of Wilhelm in Season 1, Episode 1, having decided we have no choice but to stand. (laughs) As a
1: disclaimer, in this discussion, we won't be summarizing the plot of this episode because we already did that. If you need or want refresh refresher, head back five episodes in our feed to our most recent "This Week at Hilarishka" for a full breakdown. This episode discussion will likely be all over the place, so strap in—you've been warned.
0: Alrighty. Um, it kind of, I t- didn't totally intend it this way, but ha- it's a happy accident that the detail I chose for the cold open is actually like the first thing in my notes, pretty much. Um, nice. But before we actually get into our discussion proper, as the first episode in this episode type character standing, a little explanation for our our, our listeners. Uh, as much as possible, in these character episodes, in any episodes relating to sp- into one character, we'll try not to repeat ourselves with discussions that we've had previously. Um, I think these will be interesting specifically the ones that we are recording now for the, for the pilot um, because uh, most of the episodes we're recording for the pilot are being recorded in a vacuum. We have no idea what you guys have thought of the like six full six main episodes and one bonus episode that came before this one. Um, So uh, we don't really know what we're going to have, what we we have failed to cover in those episodes. Um, Hopefully character episodes will be a place where we can talk about things that people remind us that we forgot. Um, But we're going to try our best. Uh, And also as episodes explicitly about our own personal feelings, these will probably be way more, head empty, no thoughts, than usual. Because you can't, as much as I've spent my entire English major trying, sometimes you just can't describe a feeling. So, let us try to articulate the best we can in this episode why we've chosen to stan Wilhelm in the first episode of season one. And that begins with, can I take a picture, please? Which is what someone offstage stage uh presumably from the from their voice they sound they sound afab but i'm not about to assume the pronouns of someone we don't even visually see um and i don't want to veer us in this discussion too close toward our eventual episode about the royal family but i do want to say that in terms of setting up a character and why we should care about them moments like this really begin the process of getting us to empathize with Wilhelm less than a minute into the episode um he has so much pressure on him that I think no one could be totally fine with. Um thoughts on that opening scene, <laughs> Margaret?
1: Yeah, I think so he's so young, you know, like he's 16. I um, don't like he has the same level of like I don't fame isn't the right word, but like People recognize him to the same level, especially people his age recognize him to the same level as they would, like, a musician or, like, that type of thing. And he's just, like, at a club with, I'm presuming, his friends from public school.
0: Yeah. And...
1: And he, like, doesn't ever get to turn it off.
0: Definitely. He
1: always has to be Prince Wilhelm
0: of Sweden. Yeah. uh, I mean, this is sort of a strong saying but from a podcast that I listen to like kind of is, that's kind of a more about like like social issues and like past like historical events of the of like the last 30 years um mm-hmm. th- when addressing like public like celebrity figures who have had some sort of like dramatic downfall uh like uh what I'm thinking like Tanya Harding as a kind of a stock example. Um like not does not not to directly compare Wilhelm to Tanya Harding, but like he's someone who's undergoing a a scandal. And the thing about famous people undergoing scandals that, that, that this podcast kind of like uses as kind of as kind of its thesis for those sorts of episodes is that fame is abuse. Um that amount of the human brain is not calibrated for that level of attention no yeah
1: it's really not that's so much pressure all the time especially you're gonna make mistakes as a teenager like that's just part of being a teenager like it's almost a guarantee but you don't get that liberty to make mistakes when the entire country is watching and if you mess up as badly as the fight ends up being like I don't I guess we don't know the like scale of like if anybody outside of Sweden hears about this right but I'm assuming you probably at least in neighboring countries or something maybe it got out but at least everybody in the country has seen this
0: yeah I think it feels like a little bit more of a Sweden thing but I like, yeah. the, like it doesn't necessarily feel like it, like it, like it's not any sort of like international incident.
1: Yeah. Um, and, like pr- and like the Swedish and
0: like the Swedish prince going the Swedish prince going to boarding school um for after a scandal is not something that I think would make international headlines. Um Yeah. I'm
1: just trying to think of what we would hear about the British royal family doing.
0: Right. But also at the same time, <laughs> we hear time, a lot
1: about the British royal family right now. So I guess my perception's a little skewed.
0: It is. And also that's the british royal family like i'll remind our listeners for if you couldn't tell from our accents we are american and there's a certain kind of like mild obsession that a lot of american that the fair fair deal number of americans have with the british royal family but i i didn't know the name of the current swedish monarch until i had to look it up for a future podcast um so like yeah
1: As soon as we started recording this podcast, all of a sudden I kept getting videos about the, like, children of the Swedish monarch (laughs) on my, like, Instagram, like, reels. And I was like, where the hell did this come from?
0: It's like, how did they know? Yeah. Um, No, but I think to kind of emphasize the point, immediately you are in a position where uh, even if you can't imagine what Wilhelm is going through, like you, it's somehow incredibly easy to relate to, and the moment I've kind yeah. of pointed to for that is stop that when the queen like pulls yes. his hand away when he's trying to when he's biting his nails before the interview. Yes. Um, uh, I wrote down our little anxious boy, um, and then proceeded to re- say, "Quote: Willa is me for real." So says every anxious queer on the glorious Tumblr dot com. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Can we be
1: real honest? My mom does that to me because I've ripped my nails. Yeah. And my mom does that, like, stop, and like yeah. grabs my hand. Yeah. And so when I saw that for the first time, I was like, somebody else does it.
0: <laughs> right. Like, somebody it's, it's so it, obviously it. to anyone watching, an anxious, like, habit that he can't really, he can't break, especially... Mm-hmm. Since I mean, maybe it's not immediately clear in this episode, but it, maybe it should be. Uh, he's not in therapy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so this is untreated, probably yeah. generalized anxiety, <laughs> like yeah, on a pretty severe degree. Um, yes. So, like a lot of this probably comes down to Edvin's acting, but Lisa's writing gives him so much to work with. Um, to really make Wilhelm feel so lived in and believably anxious, um, I think yes. we've mentioned this at one or one or one or two other times. But like Wilhelm's anxiety is I think, to a lot of people, and at least to me, what makes him the m- most relatable out of all of his traits. Yes,
1: I would agree with that a hundred percent. It makes him very approachable yeah because very few people can relate to being a swedish monarch or a swedish child of the swedish monarch yeah um but almost every adolescent young person in our generation can relate to being anxious
0: (laughs) yeah um and i think i don't want to i also don't want to minimize i think not like, not like we would, not like we have been, but I just want to highlight, like I said, specifically every anxious queer on the glory t- Glorious Tumblr.com, dot uh, com, because I think there is a unique anxiety to being queer. Yes. That I think maybe if it, if it, if it's not a like it's not a diagnosable thing, but even <laughs> just correlationally. You have yeah. higher levels of anxiety among queer people and it, it's really easy to get to that place even if you're not queer, if if they're, if we have some straight, al- straight allies listening to this podcast like how you how that could be the case. Um, mm-hmm. It's just stressful.
1: It is. It's like constantly having to like gauge your surroundings in a way that you wouldn't have to necessarily if you were cishet
0: yeah um and so we have this very relatable anxious character who has his first real smile (laughs) and i love the smile okay regardless of the fact that this is a wilhelm and simon moment i want to think i want to highlight how it's so impactful on an audience who has only known this character for i about i checked 10 minutes yeah uh Any person with a heart who isn't homophobic as fuck uh, wants this boy to be able to just live his life the way he wants to live it. I wholeheartedly believe that, even even by the 10-minute mark. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. Like, it is that degree of joy on a person who has been miserable for the last 10 minutes of screen time.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's like, he's not just smiling either. It's like pure joy. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, like I'm doing this like polite, you know, like his entire face is lit up. And like, that's the moment for me where I was like, if anything happens to this boy, I swear to God, I'm going to throw hands.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because I need him to be happy.
0: One of one of the reactors I've watched the most, and I believe potentially because I he's one of the ones I watch for the longest. He might be one of the, one of the first people who's seen Royal's reactions. I saw. He has this habit of any time, especially when there's younger char- characters who are younger than him, that he, on a show that he's watching, he'll, he'll immediately claim them as his children. Um, <laughs> and so, like the 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 quickness with which he's like, "That's my son," um, mm-hmm. is just like. Like, we are, we are, like, we are in the interesting spot of kind of being between uh, the uh. actor Edvin's ages and and the actor Omar's ages in terms of, like, how we are. So, like, we're a bit distant from Wilhelm's age, but, like, I don't, like, we're definitely, we're basically, we're not, we're not, definitely not old enough to really claim him as any sort of. And claim this no, is we're a like sort of five years old, Wilhelm. <laughs> yeah, it's not any sort of parental thing for us, but I think it's a—it's still like a protective thing, like you said. Like, like I would—I th- would throw hands. Um, yeah. And as the episode goes on, we kind of start realizing that, like, what we've seen up to the ten-minute mark is only the tip of the iceberg of what this boy is actually feeling in the inside. His like, the 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 pain i like, I can't do this for three fucking years to Eric. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, the hallway shot. Can we
1: just talk about how lost he is? Yeah. Like, he's supposed to be, because everybody's like, oh, you're among people who are like you now. And so he's supposed to be in a place where he can be comfortable and be himself in a place he knows how to navigate. But he's so lost. Yeah.
0: I think that hallway shot is kind of all you need to get that. Um like I think there's a difference between before that you can be like, oh he just he just doesn't wanna be here but then it's like no, he doesn't want to be here. Like he he yeah. shouldn't be here. It's yeah, bad like for he... him. Yes. Um and like you just see the reality of what being a hilarious is gonna mean getting to him Mm -hmm. and he's just left alone by his parents and his brother because
1: yeah that's the thing too is he it's not just like oh I'm going to school it's like no you're being sent away
0: yeah yeah we've we've mentioned that distinction before but I think it's very important to highlight in terms of like it is we don't highlight it again I think a kind of a theme of these episodes about the pilot is that there are things that you just don't think about moving forward in the show because they happen in the pilot but like mm-hmm. thinking of villa as like being someone who was basically just like who was shipped off to boarding school and like abandoned yeah. there yeah like
1: and it's not like boarding school was like 20 minutes away you could go home on the weekend it's we looked it up what was it like a two-hour drive
0: yes out there
1: yep two-hour drive from stockholm yeah. Like, that's not nothing, you well, know? Yeah. Like,
0: like as context, and not to disclose too much about our location, but, like, that is the distance for between, for between my hometown and where we go to college. Yeah. And, like, I chose that distance in part because I thought it was a comfortable distance where you could go home, like— it would be kind of an ordeal but it's possible but also far enough away that there is a like distinct separation between you and where you've been your entire life yeah um i basically just like you want to reach through the screen and give him a hug in that hallway scene um and we're what 12 minutes in the episode Um, and I think else as a slight detour from sad Wilhelm, I want to talk about crafty Wilhelm. Uh, you want to talk about what Wilhelm? Crafty Wilhelm.
1: Oh, I thought I said crappy. I was no, like, why was he no, crappy? No, no, no,
0: no. Uh, no. I want to talk about crafty Wilhelm because... Okay. Specific, or I guess maybe to be use use a term I think I've used in a previous episode, calculated Wilhelm. Because mm-hmm. his little game that he plays with Henry and Walter that we've talked about yeah. so many times because I find it so fascinating of voicing an opinion he doesn't have to see whether or not they're going to agree with him or not. Um, yeah. uh, like, as audience members this is the first time I think we really see that side of him and like to an extent the lengths that he goes to in order to, in order to feel like he can survive social situations as the prince yeah like he needs to know wh- what level of trustworthiness the people he's talking to are and i think that little test is a great one in terms of de- deciding the level of attachment he's going to have in this re- in this relationship
1: mhm yeah and The way he does it, it's like the only time he has confidence throughout the entire show. Or the entire, not the show, but the entire episode. Yeah. It's like the only time he looks sure in what he's going to say.
0: Yeah. And I think what's interesting is that I even didn't fully recognize it as deliberate until we started this podcast and started talking about it. Partly because I think it's deceptive but also like deceptively genius the way that edvin kind of just decides to not show the decision on wilhelm's face to do this test which mm-hmm. kind of just shows how natural it is yeah and like also it... p- potentially the ways in which that wilhelm is kind of so uh like exhausted that he's incapable of conveying sarcasm yeah. <laughs> when he, even when he intends it.
1: Yeah, that too. And I think there's like an emotional exhaustion that he has. Yeah. Throughout this entire episode, because he's been through a lot in the last. We, I mean, I guess we don't know exactly. Yeah, we, we how don't long know between been, and the interview. A few and, days. Yeah, we
0: don't know the we we don't know between the interview and when he starts the Halershka. But I would assume it's not very long because the year has already started.
1: Right. I would assume it's only, like, a couple of days.
0: Yeah. Uh, or, like,
1: maybe he starts that Monday or something.
0: Especially considering something, like, that is kind of a running thing that we haven't really talked about at all yet, is the fact that his cut is still on his face from the fight. Yes. Um, And, like, that is barely healed over at all, which I think is a good indication of the time. Yeah. Uh, and
1: it's still, like, not bruised, but, like, it's... Yeah. It, like they mark not only just the cut but just like the mark around it has not faded yet
0: definitely um so
1: it's not like they waited a week they probably only waited several days
0: yeah and so like to the emotional exhaustion you're talking about i think the moment that is most clear is when he is texting his mom in bed that he wants to go home yes we've talked about this before about the way, that this is the first time we actually see how much this single day at Halershka has taken out of him. mm mm-hmm. um, And, like, something that I want to highlight, that I don't think I've said in this exact way, but I think it's true, is that this is a side of him that he wasn't showing to anybody, even when he was alone with Eric.
1: hmm
0: Like... He, yeah. He 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 veered towards it in his like frustration and the way his voice would like get close to breaking and stuff like that when talking to Eric. But he never showed Eric the utter like desolation that he's feeling yes. inside.
1: And I don't know that he would have shown it even alone if he wasn't so exhausted.
0: Yeah. Like we get a glimpse of it alone in the hall when he's when he's alone in the hallway, but this is his vulnerability fully on display here. Um, And to kind of call back, I didn't write this in my notes, but to call back to something that we have argued on this podcast, and I think we'll continue to argue, there are no if very few scenes where Wilhelm is actually not aware that the camera is on him. And this is a scene in which, if he is aware, he I know for a fact he does, just can't bring up the energy to care.
1: Yes, I would fully, full-heartedly agree with that. I think he... I think he's probably aware, at least to some degree, but I agree. I don't think he has the energy or the time right now to give a damn during that scene.
0: Yeah, um... And he's looking at the press photos of himself that we see Felice looking at a bit earlier in the episode, Um, or maybe later in the episode. I'm forgetting exactly where this falls in the sequence, but like, I kind of always kind of wonder what he is seeing when he's looking at those, because they're what prompt him to text his mom, or at least they come right before it. So it's, it's kind of, that becomes a question.
1: Yeah, I mean, he probably sees right through the, like, very thin mask of the PR yeah. training, and so he probably is just like, "God damn it, this is miserable. Yeah. I look miserable. This isn't fooling anybody. Yeah. Mom, can I come home?
0: Right. And I think, as the audience, what, 14, 14, 15, like, I don't even know, like, half of the episode, not even, like, I... We can see through the mask already. Mm-hmm. I mean, it helps. We've had a privilege. We're, we're in a privileged position now. As of this the scene, we are in a position that no one else has, of seeing Wilhelm alone. Um Actually, from the very first scene, we have the privilege to see Wilhelm alone, um, uh, in the in the in the in the little in the bathroom when he is in front of the mm-hmm. mirror. Uh, like, we can see through it, and I think Wilhelm, I I would agree, is in a position where he's like how convincing am, can i possibly be, possibly be
1: yeah and i i don't think he's fooling himself i don't think he thinks he's being convincing
0: no um and i know he think he i know he think he's i know he's trying yeah um but there's only so much he can try yes
1: i agree i agree
0: um and okay before we kind of get through what is probably the saddest part of this little character episode, I do want to emphasize that when he gets the that immediate response from Queen Christina of being like you'll feel better soon. I feel like that that emphasizes how little control he has over the situation.
1: hmm Yeah. He's got no control over it. And he beyond that he doesn't have this is gonna we're gonna talk about this more in the royal family episode i know we are but he doesn't have a parental figure he has the head of state yeah and the head of state who is trying to keep a good pr image
0: yeah i think and it's like yeah i think yeah, oh yeah a way that um i have heard in fiction and i think in real life uh like children who are kind of especially in the, in the entertainment in, in, their, in their entertainment industry uh who whose parents are their managers um mm-hmm. they kind of refer to themselves as like it's felt like i was a problem to be handled yeah and like something to be damage controlled uh yeah and instead that's, of parented
1: yes and i think and i know that we're going to talk more about this in the royal family episode but yeah. that is exactly what that interaction shows to me yeah along with um the way that christina speaks to him before he has to do his uh interview speech thing
0: yeah um okay I've kind of grouped together all of the remaining Wilhelm and Simon stuff, because we discussed a lot of it a, a lot of it already, into one little like section here. Um mm-hmm. because I think again, kind of focusing it through an audience perspective of like what the relationship to this character is. Um most a lot of it informed by like all what other conversations we've had and like how I how I think we relate to this character. We see this like awkwardness and confusion and joy in Wilhelm as his relationship with Simon builds throughout this episode Mm -hmm. Um, like Simon he isn't a reason to love Wilhelm because we were very we were very clear to each other about this about these episodes like we can't bring in other people as the reason to like certain characters they have to stand on their own Um, yep but Simon is also a is an opportunity to provide Wilhelm happiness. Which yeah. I think is something by this point by the point in the episode when they actually start interacting with each other is something that that you as an audience member have a very vested interest in, or at least I do. Yeah. And
1: um going off of we yes, we were very clear that we didn't want to have a reason why we like a character be because of another character, but I like what you said that it was the interaction between Simon and Wilhelm shows us a side of Wilhelm that we didn't see without that interaction. Um, And so I think the side of Wilhelm that is brought out in those interactions is something that's very special. Um, It's the first time he's like lighthearted, and you can tell that he's still, like, thinking of the lunch scene, you can tell that he's still, like, really trying to think about his words and what he's going to say, but it's the first time that that Feels lighthearted, yeah, and happy. Yeah, looks happy. Yes, and I love Happy Wilhelm.
0: Exactly. Like, and like I said, like by the by, this by the point of the episode when you start seeing him actually interacting with Simon and seeing joy on his face, you're like, "Yes, more of this, please." How do we get mm-hmm. more of this? Like, I will do whatever. Right? Yeah, can we please? I will do whatever <laughs> it takes to get more of this. Um, can we get six episodes of
1: just this?
0: Yeah. Um, Lisa, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, the season is no. They're already shooting season it, three. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, and then also, uh, we're two queer people, so we are. I just want to acknowledge that. I mean, part of our bias about this show, and this, and with like loving Wilhelm and Simon so much, and especially like just or just Wilhelm, and like Milhold specifically, because that relates to this episode, like they are queer, so we must stand. Like it's it's <laughs> it's kind of that. Like I feel like for me, oftentimes and I'm not exaggerating too much to say that like queer characters do kind of have to do more than straight characters for me to make for me to actually make me dislike them. Uh, yeah.
1: I feel it. Like, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> and maybe this is me being problematic.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And if it is, I'll fully accept that. Definitely. Uh, I think uh, we, yeah, we both mentioned, like, we kind of have had various moments talking about various things relating to the show, or we turn to each other being like, is this going to make us problematic? And we're like, you know what? We're going <laughs> to own it. So, but like, Wilhelm... I do want to address calling Wilhelm a queer character because mm-hmm. Wilhelm does not appear to, as of this episode, know what he is feeling. But I think that makes the dramatic, uh, dramatic irony of the mm-hmm. audience knowing pretty accurately what he's feeling uh, all the better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because like for those who aren't familiar with dramatic irony, it's where the audience knows more than the characters do um and so in the case of Wilhelm, like we know what he feels more than he does uh yeah and so we sort of are anticipating when villa is going to figure it out too um mm-hmm. which i'm actually going to propose is the reason w- for the final moment of the episode is what it is because i think that is the that is the moment that Where he realizes, some, oh shit. That some part of him realizes what he's actually feeling and what this is.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that.
0: And I think that's the reason why it's the perfect cutoff point. Um, is yeah. like, that's kind of the point you needed to get him to in order to make any future episodes make sense. Yeah. I fully agree with you there. Uh, there are a lot of remaining little details that have been discussed so much in previous episodes so we are we, we won't get into them here but Margaret do you have any final plot rated Wilhelm thoughts before we kind of finalize this out I think honestly I think we've
1: covered everything that I had
0: yeah that's kind of the benefit of having talked about this show already for like six hours or like <laughs> uh, in other podcasts um like, we have kind of exhausted or are, appro- are approaching exhausting everything there is to say about Wilhelm in the first episode of season one. Uh, which was the goal. That was the goal. Painstaking dissections, folks. But we succeeded. Yes. But, Margaret, I'm going to propose to you my finalized thoughts on why we have to stand Vilhelm in this episode. And you add on have what you think if I've missed anything.
1: Alright, let's have it.
0: I love Wilhelm because he is a relatably anxious queer boy who doesn't even know he's queer, trapped in a situation no one can properly function in, but one he in particular cannot stand. I see enough of his pain and the potential path towards his future happiness and want that for him more than I currently want a relationship for myself. (laughs) You didn't have to be so relatable (laughs) right there. (laughs) <laughs> that was bold. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember watching this episode, getting to the end and being insatiable for more, needing to know whether or not Vilhelm can break free of the emotional prison we have found him in. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I believe we have no choice but to stand Vilhelm in this episode. That
1: was really good. My my rationale for standing Simon in the next episode is not going to be that eloquent
0: it's 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 all good i again if i have to keep repeating it until it's no longer true uh because eventually i'm gonna have to say i'm not an english major it's that i have a bachelor's in english um which actually will be quite soon um we haven't mentioned this on the podcast yet but both of us, both margaret and i are seniors in college so yeah we're graduating in three weeks (laughs) yeah
1: when we're recording this.
0: As of as of time of recording, B- we are graduating in three weeks. Uh, so very soon I will have to find a different catchphrase than because I'm an English major. Uh, I'll find a more eloquent way eloquent way of putting it. Um,
1: is it a BS in English or a BA
0: in English? It is a Bachelor of Arts in English.
1: BA. I was gonna say you could be like, I got an English BS, but that doesn't really work. <laughs> if it's a BA.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um so Basically, what I was saying, what, what, where I was going Sorry, with that is, that, is that, oh well, yeah, but basically, where I was going with that, as an English major, I have kind of, I have some pretty good practice at inter- at con- conclusions, uh, and <laughs> wrapping up my ideas in a succinct manner after I've vomited them all out in more specific points of evidence. So what I'm saying is, taking notes for this podcast, I basically almost have a degree in it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that's why your notes always look so much better than mine.
0: Yeah. I just no that was okay, that was that was actually a rude way of saying that. But I'm just wanna say I was I'm like, I just I just need a greater level of organization, uh, because this is largely how I take notes for like reading reading literature and stuff for class. But Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, fair enough.
0: Yeah. Um I'm just
1: a mess of a human being.
0: <laughs> so Margaret, before we close out, is there anything that you feel is there any reason that i have that i missed as to why you like Wilhelm that i didn't talk about that was kind of a about way of saying that but yeah
1: no i don't think so i think you covered it he's just a relatable teenager trying to like do his best in this horror like suffocating situation that we find him in yeah
0: that's something that I really think we're going to emphasize with this podcast moving forward. Guys, Wilhelm is trying his best. <laughs> uh, so, with that, thank you for listening. If you'd like to keep up to date with when we release new episodes and other pod-related announcements, you can check out our Instagram, at People Don't Talk about. Our next episode will be another character standing, where we'll celebrate all things Simon in Season 1, Episode 1. So stay tuned. And with that... All that's left to say is, let's, let's start, start a revolution, revolution baby. baby.